How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 65 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which I do. Welcome. Okay, before we get into things, this is not a flashback episode. This is new content as far as the blog goes, because I've never written about this, and I didn't actually learn about this phenomenon, this particular psychological phenomenon, until several weeks ago from a video by a YouTuber named Alexa Dunn entitled, Are You a Good Writer? How to Tell? which if I remember, I'll leave the link in the description of this episode, which if you're hearing me right now, you won't be able to uh, listen to or won't be able to look at precisely. So this is some of this, a lot of this is not my particular content because I didn't do the psychological study on this. So I'm going to be citing other people's sources and then like riff about it, which will be, of course, my uh, content. So, So basically... There's a phenomenon called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's this weird thing that really unlocked imposter syndrome for me and people's skill and a lot of other different things that I was puzzling out how things could possibly be the way they are, where people who really suck at something want to think they're the greatest thing on earth and people who are kind of mediocre or, or intermediate to advanced or really good sometimes think they suck. Now, and this kind of explains that a little bit. Now, this is not talking about people who really can back up what they say because they make really huge claims but have the muscle and results to back it up. This is not those people. Okay, this is for practically everybody else who is affected by worrying about whether thinking they're not good enough and things like that. So, um, uh, forthwith, a lot of reading from Wikipedia. All right. By the way, if you do use Wikipedia, you can use it as a bare minimum starting point, but there's actually a reference section at the end of, or most of, at the end of every Wikipedia page ever made, which is where you should go to go to other sources so that you can get the uh, the meat of what the source is really about and what the source is really talking about. Okay. But... I'm going to quote Wikipedia anyway. It says, uh, In the field of psychology, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people mistakenly assess their cognitive ability is greater than it is. It's related to the cognitive bias of illusory superiority and comes from the inability of people to recognize their lack of ability. Without the self-awareness of metacognition, people cannot objectively evaluate their competence or incompetence. Okay. Uh, the social psychologists involved in this study, who the study is named for, are David Dunning and Justin Kruger, not the girl who played Heidi from Home Improvement and not the strange dream-stealing weirdo from Nightmare on Elm Street, which I've never seen because I'm not a horror guy. But anyway, moving on from there. Okay, this happened in 2011, basically. And I'm going to do read a little bit more. In 2011, David Dunning wrote about his observations that people with substantial measurable deficits in their knowledge or expertise lack the ability to recognize those deficits and therefore, despite potentially making error after error, tend to think they are performing competently when they are not. A quote inside the quote, in short, those who are incompetent, for lack of a better term, should have little insight into their incompetence. 
an assertion that has kind of been known as a Dunning-Kruger effect. In 2014, Dunning and Helzer, somebody else, described how the Dunning-Kruger effect suggests that poor performers are not in a position to recognize the shortcomings in their performance, end of that shorter quote. Well, there are actually two quotes there. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, this, this actual phenomenon was cited in another study by Kruger and Dunning, done in 1999, called Unskilled and Unaware of It. How difficulties in recognizing one's own incompetence lead to inflated self-assessments. Okay, so there is all these psychological studies. Uh, another is why people fail to recognize their own incompetence from 2003. <laughs> these are interesting titles. I, I got to say the least. Or uh, self-insight. Roadblocks and Detours on the Path to Knowing Thyself from 2005. Uh, he refers to a neurological condition called anosognosia. The anosognosia of everyday life. Anosognosia. That's GN is probably just an N sound. Referring to a neurological condition in which a disabled person either denies or seems unaware of his or her disability. He stated, quote, if you're incompetent, you can't know you're incompetent. The skills you need to produce a right answer are exactly the skills you need to recognize what a right answer is. That's the end of the quote. Okay, and a shorter quote from Very Well Mind states about the Dunning-Kruger experiment. In one experiment, for example, Dunning and Kruger asked their 65 participants to rate how funny different jokes were. Some of the participants were exceptionally poor at determining what other people would find funny, yet the same subjects describe themselves as excellent judges of humor, which is this inverse between knowing what's good and knowing you know or not. And another short quote from Forbes.com from an article by a dude named Mark Murphy, written in 2017. That's titled, The Dunning-Kruger Effect Shows Why Some People Think They're Great, Even When Their Work Is Terrible. And so again, not my, I'm just quoting other people here because this is mostly fascinating and it'll help kind of flesh this out. Pat is a programmer. He's like midline. His code is messy then coding stuff. What frustrates his manager the most is that Pat is absolutely convinced he's a great programmer. So at his performance review, he got a low score from his manager, this article says. And he argued, I'm one of the best programs in this department. What kind of rating skill are you even using if someone with my talent can get a low score? There's no way the performance review form is accurate assessing my ability, accurately assessing my abilities so on and so forth. End of that part of the quote for me. Or is talking about assessing a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with actually being a programmer. That's the other part of the quote. Uh, the last part is, if you've ever dealt with someone whose performance stinks, and they're not only clueless that their performance stinks, but they're confident that performance is good, you likely saw the Dunning-Kruger effect in action. So that's basically what the Dunning-Kruger effect is. And I spent kind of a lot of time talking about it. Just what does it mean though? I think Alexa Dunn had talked about this in terms of 
people who writers who are super confident when they have like no skill at all, basically. And then as they get better and better, their confidence crashes or takes a huge nosedive until it's kind of to where at the end, when you are competent, uh, fairly competent or good at what you do, you're less confident usually than you were when you were like, I'm the best it's ever been kind of a deal. That kind of a thing. So this this explained a lot of stuff to me because I didn't know there was a name for this phenomenon where people who think they're the best in the world really suck at stuff, but they don't know it. So that's that's the Dunning-Kruger effect. The other one is this interesting like dichotomy with things like imposter syndrome where if you're worried about it, you're probably not it's probably not that big of a deal. I mean, it might be, you should always be trying to get better at whatever it is you do. Like if you write or if writing is a part of your business and you do other things like clean carpets or work with software or what have you, you know, whatever you happen to do, whether writing is involved or not, you should obviously always try to get better at that. But it seems that if people are worried about that, are worried about being the best that they can be, and they're probably doing reasonably okay, and I think those two things are pretty well all right, so far as I'm concerned. It's just this interesting thing where people who are worried about it, it seems to me, really probably don't have to worry about it at all. And people who are like cavalierly going around telling anybody they're the, who will listen, they're the best in the world, are the ones who really need to get it together, but they don't know that. I forgot to I forgot what part of this was in. Oh. Back to this this is interesting. This in the 1999 study about unskilled and unaware of it, the Wikipedia was talking about the how the psychological phenomenon of what they call this illusory superiority. Uh the identification derived from the cognitive bias evident in the criminal case of MacArthur Wheeler, who I'd never heard of, who robbed banks while his face was covered with lemon juice, which he believed would make it invisible to the surveillance cameras. This belief was based on his misunderstanding of the chemical properties of lemon juice as an invisible ink. <laughs> End of that quote. Uh, okay, so that's the kind of thing. Well, not... It's not on that kind of a level with everyone who has this idea or this issue. I mean, and a lot of people, I've kind of seen it both ways. Maybe you have too, where although i more seen it more with people who are super worried about their performance and how they do like with tasks or their job or what have you, writing copy, editing copy, any of a dozen or other things rather than people who think they're super good at something when they really aren't. But I mean, it, it exists, it does exist both ways. And it was interesting to kind of finally figure this out as far as the actual name of this thing. So it's also interesting to think about this as people being people because people want to put on this sometimes a lot of people like 
don't want to admit they make mistakes or don't want anybody to see that they have flaws or anything like that because people could be maybe taken advantage of in the workplace or something where people kind of see weakness and they pounce. And I can understand that. But then we have this other side of it where it's like way out of, it's way out of whack between protecting yourself and like going way overboard so that like nobody anywhere sees you have any flaws ever. And I think that can be destructive as well because that's just vanity, which I mean, uh, you may not know this, but I've had some struggles with that. Not like with appearance or anything, but like, oh, they can't, they can't see this or that. It'll make me look like an idiot. I don't want to look like an idiot. It's like, well, maybe everybody else is worried that they're going to do something that'll make them look like an idiot. So everybody else is totally self-absorbed running around worrying about what they're doing and what they're think other people are thinking about them and not really thinking too much or if all, if at all, with what they think about you or what other people think about you when they're so worried about themselves. So that's another way to look at this. Which I think is pretty neat. So, I mean, don't, yes, get better at whatever it is you do for work or, you know, amusement or what have you, if you want to be good at that particular thing. But to me, if you are worried about how you like perform and how good you are, aren't, or whatever it is you're doing, I think to me personally, that suggests that you probably don't need to worry about it as much. So that's just my take on it. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is timealcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yola site is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E dot com. And you can also support this podcast. Number one way to do that is by commenting, sharing, and subscribing to it wherever you listen to it, whether that's on Google Play, iTunes, or some other platform. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like to do that. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks, which would be totally awesome especially since I'm planning to do that in each episode where I have monthly contributors. For the next level, I think it's $4.99 a month. I'll give you part of the description of the show for your business or whatever else you're looking to promote. Go to if you have a service business or product business or what have you like that. And for $9.99, I'll plan to give you like a 30 to second to one minute ad in the show itself. So I'll need to learn about your business and who you serve and all kinds of neat stuff. But I'm cool with that if you are. So if you've got a business to promote, that's awesome. Anyway, you can get in touch with me on that if you'd like. Otherwise, we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.